My name is Brian Pillman Jr. This is Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. This is Cody Rhodes, and you're listening. You are listening to the Mouth of the South Shore radio show. Too sweet me for the love of God. And here we are, once again, Mouth of the South Shore radio show coming to you through whatever means that you have found, be it iTunes, be it Apple Podcasts, be it Spotify, wherever you find your radio and podcast needs, we are there. I am here. I am the Mouth of the South Shore, Eric Cordova, and joining me on the other side of the interwebs because, well, we don't have much of a choice and he's contractually obligated. It is the crab. My restraining order says that I need to stay at least 251 feet away from you. So I'm at that 252 mark. It's a little bit weird. But here I am, sitting at a makeshift desk with a makeshift setup, and it is makeshift fun here on the Mouth of the South Shore radio show. We're we're doing what we can, and, uh, you know, we're in week what is this week seven or so of this the shutdown thing and the, the official shutdown started uh I, I go by when um uh my wife was quarantined because she's a public school teacher so she okay. was quarantined on march the 13th and it is now we are recording on april the 30th of 2020 so we are at the six and a half week mark yeah so Pretty, pretty long time, and uh, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to get into like this because uh, I, I just have to air my grievances here. Let's pretend this is our festivus, if you will. Here's the thing about me: I am Jewish. In case you didn't know that from the many years of me talking about being Jewish, I am Jewish. And here's here's the thing about that: when Jewish people don't get their hair cut. And I'm not trying to be one of these guys, like, I'm trying to protest to get my haircut. I'm just saying, I've been trying to get these, like, home haircutting kits so I can do it. And I just, I've had no luck getting them. And it's getting pretty brutal up there. I, I know you can't relate, but, like, it's getting pretty brutal. No, I was able to relate, believe it or not. Because other than the top of my head, I have hair growing out the sides of, and, and the back, it, back of my head and everything like that. And if you were actually a man whose testicles have dropped, you would be able to grow facial hair. And because you had facial hair, you would be able to own a shaver or a buzzer. So I gave uh, myself, and by I gave myself, I mean my wife was generous enough to help me uh, in giving myself a buzz cut. So I do not look like Bernie Sanders from the back now, and it is quite lovely. Tremendous. Now, the thing is, like, I never, you know, I – I, it was always a convenience for me. My my barber's been there forever. I go to him, we, you know, every few weeks, and we get it done. And you know, the shaving, the face thing, right? You just take a whatever, like the five blade um, Gillette, and you're good to go. No problem. You know, no, shave no, every. No, 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 no. no, no. That, 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 that's no good. That 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 is a that is a teenager's way of shaving their face. What? And we all know that you are the. What do you have? Last those old man like with the three with the three things and the. Yo, you if I in had your, a single your... blade razor right now, that would be amazing. But no, not you... a single blade. I'm talking about like like those like with the three circles and you know the old men. They're sitting in their rocking chair and shaving. No, Is that, have, have you turned a, into that guy? I have a shaver. Okay. It comes. It, it comes. It comes with you know different, like head measurements like you want to have you want to leave like 10 millimeters of hair aka the cordova dick size a 12 millimeters of hair and it just shaves the the excess off so what we did is we started with the most amount of hair kept and we kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter until it looks nice and i and i had this equipment because i have a y chromosome and i'm able to grow facial hair and I'm able to keep it in check. So no, I mean, if you I just, were I've always been facial hair at a respectable rate. You would have already had this piece of machinery. Well, the thing is, no, no, no. I've never kept a beard or anything because, like, I'm in, I'm in sales, okay? And you have to have 
a presentable look when you are out and about doing sales, right? Like that's people don't buy from people who look homeless. You know what I mean? So I've always kept up and used, you know, it's got whatever. It's got the five blades. It's got the one you flip over. So you get the sideburns all nice. And, you know, I've always shaved like that because I got to keep up on it. Like that's been my career. And, you know, my face is, uh, you know, as one of my idols would say, that's the moneymaker right there, you know? And this must be terrible. It's been tremendous, but not now. (laughs) No one's business is tremendous now, but I, I finally get, got to the point where I need, like, one of those hair clipper thingies. And, man, I got to tell you, I was up at 6 o'clock this morning. Not because not that's what time I start work. I start work at, like, 8.30. But I was up at 6 because CVS tells me that this is when their shipments come in and they've unpacked them. So <laughs> I've I, – oh, God bless you. Let's, you know, let's hope everything's all right on, you know, on your side of the interwebs. But, yeah, anyway, it's getting brutal. It's getting to the point where uh, Albert Einstein would laugh at me. And let's move on. So I don't want to get too into it. Let's just put it this way. I probably fit in well with, like, 80s wrestling right now, just with whatever my look is. And I'm not happy about it. What would your gimmick be if you were an 80s wrestler right now? You know, I, I mean... I could go with something like the genius, right? You know, you get the long scraggly thing, but yet you present yourself as a wise, smarter than you type of gent. I could go with that. I, but I could also go with one of those like, uh, you know, George the Animal Steel kind of things where you're just like I'm a mess, you know. Like I, I haven't put on like nice clothing in weeks because who cares, you know. Like when's the last time you put on like nice clothing? Well, I wear a polo shirt every day because I uh, I video chat with my employer every day. And while he can wear a T-shirt and whatever he wants, I at least want to look sort of presentable. I do my best. It doesn't work. But that's because of yeah, my so, face. Yeah, but you – So I do but my you best throw, with what I've got. So I wear a polo shirt You throw the shirt, shirt on, though. Right, what? but you throw it on just for that. Like, you're not wearing it just when you're oh, not I'm wearing it the video, entire Jared? day because I don't know when he's going to try to pop in and have a quick call. You have it next to you. Come on, you got to learn the tricks of the trade. You have it next to you. You know how much effort that is? No. The Skype starts ringing. Do, 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 do. You throw on the shirt, you answer, you're good to go. No one's the wiser. You don't have to wear pants. Who wears pants? I'm wearing, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. I've retired pants. Who needs pants? Come on. Pants. Feels good, you know? feels liberating. It's nice. I'll tell you. It's one of the little things that I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to miss when we go back to our lives is the ability to not wear pants. Going to miss it. I mean, you don't have to wear pants. There's no law that says that you need to wear pants. You're law, choosing no. to wear pants. No, no law, but I'm pretty sure there's not many jobs outside of professional wrestler that would be okay with me showing up without pants. And that's your employer's decision. You should Absolutely. find somewhere to work that doesn't need that, that pants are an option. Well, I'm working on getting into the WWE. We'll see how that happens. It's not going to happen because they're making cuts left and right. But I know that things are dark and bleak and stuff. But there, there are some things that are going on there. We didn't get a chance to do this last week. So I wanted to start the show this week with what's going on. I mean, what stories do they have going on? Right now, it is somewhat bleak, right? You know, you got Vince McMahon trying to come up with excuses for why the ratings are terrible. Probably because there's not a lot of great stories, but I think there are a couple that I want to talk about that I like. And we should lead off with the one that I like the best. And I like it the best because I wrote it. And that is the hacker storyline. The reason, I think they call it. And yes, I wrote it. So... I may let WWE still run with it. I may sue. I haven't decided yet. But either way, if you've been keeping up, you've, you've seen this, right? Like where it cuts off the feed on SmackDown and they reveal a truth about somebody or something, right? I, I like it. I think it's intriguing. They're not doing it all the time. It's like every couple of weeks. 
and this thing comes in and it teases you about stuff and you don't know who it is. It seems like a pretty big deal. There have been rumors circulating, though, of different people it could be. And I'm just curious, you know, I'm sure you've read some of these. I'm sure you've watched it. Who do you think it might be and who do you want it to be? Well, I first want to say that this is just the 2020 version of GTV. I hope the payoff is better, to be very honest with you. But so far, that's all it is. No, it is a... a No, 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 no. Before you go on, no, no. I'm not letting GTV claim this, because that that was just a behind-the-scenes nonsense, like, you know, like, gotcha hidden camera type thing. No, no. There's a story here. There is a hacker personality that is behind this story, and here's my problem with it. They stole it from me. Back before they, this, they were trying to do this with Solomon Crow in like 2014, and it good for failed. Solomon. Nobody, I did it before Solomon Crow. 2010, with, I'm I'm gonna tell you. 2010, we're on the fan versus fan network thing, right? I'm doing the blogging. We start the radio show, but I have the other show mouthing off the video show, three minute video clips, and we have the prediction championship, which by the way preceded the internet championship. Like we did all this stuff before everybody else. Okay, and at the time, we had the predictions championship. There was a mysterious hacker figure that was cutting into the feed and promising major changes and to reveal secrets about the show. He would be cloaked in all black. You couldn't see who it is. The voice was changed, and he had his own Twitter. He called himself The Reckoning. By the way, that Twitter still exists, at Reckoning. Um... But that character indeed existed, and it was a long-term storyline for that particular program. And this is running very similar. I'm just saying. Did it ever pay off? The WWE stole my name. It absolutely did. You sound The payoff of the story. It was a a great payoff. The the payoff of the story was that the original two people that were on the show, which were myself and my buddy Seth, that we were paid off by the network – to hack into the feed and take back the show from all the people that had made it into a sideshow, you know, with all the storylines and all this. And so the story became that we became, you know, a bunch of corporate stiffs out of it. And we had someone out, you know, someone else that used to host with us that was the rebel fighting back against it that thought the show became lame. So it all led into so one. Another. I, I, I want to clarify before I get into the rumors about this hacker. So yeah, you're yeah. saying, that the network paid you guys off to hack the show to take your guy to take your show back because the show was too rebellious. Yes, that we had gone too far off the deep end and the network didn't like so, it. So they paid the original why would people the to pay go back you to do that. that because no they didn't want to they didn't want to see that kind of stuff. This is you know, they so didn't they pay for Jerry Springer. It's their network. They could do what they want. Right. I know, but this is what they wanted, and this is what they went with. The point being, the reckoning <laughs> is the reason it is the same damn story. I wrote it. Where's my, where's my check, WWE? Where's my check? Where's my check? That's all I'm saying. Where is my check? Give me, like, give me like a stimulus check, you know? We got those coming out. Just give me one, WWE. 1200 bucks. We'll call it a day. How about that? You can get a tiger for twelve hundred bucks. A tiger. A tiger. Why would I want a tiger? Have you not watched Tiger King? No. No. Although I found out that the guy who was like in the Tiger King with the with the Hulk Hogan mustache, I don't whatever. He apparently ran for governor of Oklahoma. So that's He got nineteen percent of the vote. We can't get in nineteen the... people to listen to this show, but Joe, Joe Exotic <laughs> can get 19% of the well, votes to be governor of Oklahoma. That's to be ridiculous. Fair, he, got, he got 19 no, no no, he got 19% of the Libertarian Party primary vote. He came in third no. in the Libertarian primary. No, that's yes. not what happened. He that was is a what libertarian happened. Candidate. He was not. I can tell you this because I'm part of the Libertarian Party. He was not the Libertarian candidate. He came in third of the Libertarians with 19% losing to two gentlemen, one of which came in with 23%, and one of which came in with 32%. I don't remember their names because I don't care. I don't live in Oklahoma. But nonetheless, you know, that's a thing I'm that happens I'm surprised because Tampa, Florida plays a 
big part of the story, and you were a Tampa Bay, Florida aficionado. Yeah, but he ran in Oklahoma. What do I care about Oklahoma? My JR? No, no, no. no, no. I'm just saying you haven't watched Tiger King. I, I oh, said watched eh. it. I, mean, I got other stuff Orlando, Not Orlando. Tampa Bay, Florida plays an integral part in the story. And also, I, he's I've been heard. top for the past month. Are you one of those people that if it's popular, you won't watch it? I mean, I'm not quite that. I just have other stuff I'm watching, you know. But I, I, want, I want to talk about this because, all right, so WWE took my story, big deal. All right, let's talk about what, you know, who's behind this? I mean, there have been rumors, and I'll bring up different names. And, I mean, you tell me, who do you want to be behind this? Like, if you were writing the story, who's your big reveal behind this? And how do you go about it? I would it? love it. I mean, Mark Henry and I have many things in common. We are both big, black, beautiful people. And we both want CM Punk to be the uh, the hacker. You I both think also that love would... the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I am a huge Backstreet Boys aficionado. I am not, however, an aficionado of the Big Show show. But I know that's where Mark Henry got his sing on. But getting back Absolutely. to CM Punk being the hacker, it would be really good. It would be a nice full story sort of thing. Like, like he got, like he got in trouble, I guess, or he he got. He, he got blackballed from wrestling and WWE specifically because he was exposing truth, like on the Banner podcast and doing all sorts of stuff like that. How, how uh, full circle would it be if he was being paid to do the same thing, but in the storyline capacity? I think that would be really cool. And CM Punk is probably better on the microphone than 90% of the roster to begin with. He doesn't have to get in the ring with this type of gimmick. It would be really good to get him on screen under the WWE umbrella because technically he is on the Fox umbrella whenever he appears on WWE backstage. But that's just the mark in me. I would love to see CM Punk in an on-screen capacity on WWE television again. That's just me. The and it could be answer, the Here you go. It could be the type of thing, I just want to interject here, where he doesn't even have to wrestle. You know, He could just be like... Like what they should have done with Sting, right? When Sting debuted, he was an older gentleman at the time, right? I mean, no one expected Sting to wrestle 300 days a year anymore when he came to WWE. But he was coming in to right wrongs. Like, that was his character. It's always been his character, by the way. Like, that's who Sting is. He fights for good and rights wrongs, and he, he fights against corruption. Like, that's who Sting is. So, with that being the case... They didn't do that because Triple H won because WCW or something. But CM Punk could be the guy who is the fixer. Like whenever something is getting corrupt and bad, he comes in and he's the fixer. You know, he exposes it and lets things happen. And that could be a nice role for him. Look, CM Punk's not a spring chicken either. He's in his 40s now. He wasn't that athletic to begin with. Yeah, I know. Calling it out. But he wasn't. And so, is it really... Like, is it really necessary for the Stinger to have had... Like, is it really necessary for CM Punk to get back in the ring all the time? Like, you can have a match every now and again. But much like Edge now, like, I think that could be the CM Punk role. With that said, it's not going to be, so let's move on. Who else you got? Who else could it be? The really obvious answer is Mustafa Ali. Well, before the hacker comes on, they always preempt it with one of those circle, sort of like the ring. If you've seen the ring, the movie, like, you know how there's a, like an awkward ring before the ring girl comes out of the television. I've never seen the ring. I'm just assuming that's how it happens. Seven days. That's All right. That's, that's, that's from the ring. You're, you're doing great. If I can quote yep. a ghost from the past. <laughs> I just thought I'd before, teach you about the before ring. Before Mustafa Ali was, was shelved for whatever reason, he, he had a glove, and on the glove, palm side, it was the same exact circle that you would see. Kind of looked like a Dragon Ball Z character getting ready to throw some energy beam in your face. So that circle, along with the fact that we really haven't seen Mustafa on Ali on TV, in, 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 is it over a year? No, not over a year. He was screwed out of money in the bank. So it'll be a year in, like, July. So what is that, nine months, ten months in that range? Nine months. Yeah, so he hasn't been on TV for quite some time, so this would be a pretty good way to re-debut him 
as something completely different, which I think he needed because generic baby faces in WWE only go so far. And I did not like Mustafa Ali to begin with. I'd never saw the appeal. Just like I never saw the appeal with Finn Balor and look where he is now. So I might, I, I hope they do something different with Mustafa Ali. And I think being the hacker would be very good for him. I'd be fine with it. I mean, you needed to be somebody who needs something, right? And why not? If he if he has a way to run with it and they have an idea of where they're going with it, I'm intrigued. So if it's him, I'm fine with it. The only other rumor I've heard, and you can you know you can touch on this how you will. Uh, Xavier Woods has been rumored to be the hacker, and I guess probably because he's an internet guy with the up up. Down, down. I don't know what, don't else. Know what else. That's not like, it. Why else would he be? You haven't done your research in this slide. The reason Xavier Woods is a rumor is because when the hacker debuted, there was a list of coordinates that showed up, and people on the internet were intrigued. So they researched the coordinates, and the coordinates led to Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. And on the independent scene, Austin creed whatever you want to call him he was known as consequences creed so that's yeah. where they get that from he was in a tag team with ron killings back in tna called truth and consequences so that's where the xavier woods rumor came from it would be so and stupid. and this is why people are silly if you know your hey, wrestling history more it up i'm just giving I, you yeah reason. but but i know that but here's the thing about that truth or consequences was where cactus jack was from it's a much better line to draw than, oh, his name was Consequences. That is so idiotic, it is beyond reason for me. I mean, I know wrestling fans are usually called not bright, and we can pull one the wool over them, but to draw a conclusion from, it was in truth and Consequences, oh, his name was Consequences, and that's the parallel you draw? Come, This is why I'm ashamed to be a wrestling fan sometimes. No. If anything, okay. Maybe it makes sense for, like, Mick Foley to be that guy because Cactus Jack was from there. That I would understand. That would be like, okay, you drew a line there because they said truth and consequences. And his original character, Cactus Jack, was billed as being from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. I would understand that. But just saying his name was Consequences. I mean, can't we be better than this? It's not Xavier Woods. Not Consequences. I don't care. His name is Xavier Woods now, and he's not the hacker because that idea is stupid. Moving on. I I didn't even want to bring him up because it's (laughs) such an outlandish rumor, but you didn't know why. So what was I going to do? Was I going to let you navigate blindly, or was I going to show you, hey. I don't know. Let's move on to something I like and, and something we both like. Let's do that, okay? A lot of guys were fired. That I don't like. But one guy that was fired decided to go on the internet and cut like a fiery promo about it. And the thing about it was he still had bookings with the WWE. And I don't know if they've, I still don't know if they've planned this out or not, but I'm watching and I'm liking what I'm seeing out of this. I don't know if again, if it came out of the fact that he was fired or they fired him knowing they were going to run this storyline. But Drake Maverick is trying to get the Cruiserweight title to keep his job because he's been fired. And it's a really cool storyline, and he's doing a really good job of making himself relevant out of this. I love it. And I want to hear your thoughts on it. Do you think that they decided this beforehand? Do you think that they're running with it just because of what he did? What do you, where do you stand on this whole thing? I will say that if they fired him with the intention of having him work and turning his firing into a storyline while still having him fired is one of the lowest things that WWE could do. And they run shows twice a year in Saudi Arabia. This is not a company that is, you know, of an incredible moral standing. So I don't know if I would put it past them to do something like this. With that being said, if they didn't, and if they have him lose, that's also sort of a douche move because it's, I believe, the 90-day no-compete no compete clause 
wouldn't kick in because he's been on television. I would have to look that up, and if I'm wrong, I do apologize. And if they fired him, forgot they had him in there, and said, oh, just let him work because he cut the emotional promo, that's fine. I on like Before this, nobody cared about the NXT Interim Cruiserweight Championship and the because it, it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Jordan Devlin is the champion. I had to look that up earlier. I think I've seen maybe Why? two Jordan Devlin matches because I don't know who Jordan Devlin is. He's pretty good. He looks like you Finn Balor. Him. He looks like Finn Balor if Finn Balor was from like England instead of Ireland. Like that. Like he, he's just a Finn Balor cutout. I mean, he's, he's good, but he, yeah, he was the champion. He's stuck overseas, so he can't compete. So they stripped him. They're doing this thing. I, I just want to be clear on this. So you're saying that if WWE spoke to Drake Maverick beforehand and said, Drake, we're going to announce you as one of the firings, and we're going to run a story where you're competing for your job because you're already in this tournament, and people are going to believe that you are fired and fighting for your job, you think that's low as opposed to just a good idea? I just want to be clear here. If, he can, if, if they do not rehire him, then yes, it's a dick move. Yeah, if they don't rehire him. I'm saying if they know he's not actually fired, but they just they made it real by saying he's part of the releases so that they can run a more realistic storyline. I don't know if that's what they've done. Hell, they may have actually meant to fire him, and they may rehire him because this is getting over. I don't know. There are more. I would. There are more that, that's not the case, and I'll tell you why. It'll only take two words. And those two words are Rusev and Day. Getting over doesn't necessarily mean job security in the WWE. No, but regardless of whether or not this is getting over, it doesn't matter. It it does if they want to run with this thing. And, like, let's be honest. Let's say they say, hey, you know what? This thing is working, and it's working at a lower level. Like, you're going to be the Cruiserweight champion for a little while. Let's run with it. We'll give you another one-year deal. He's not making a ton of money. He's not one of the top stars. Would it really hurt WWE to go, hey, you know what? Let's just get what we can out of this. We'll give you a year. If you do well, cool. Then, you know, we'll consider keeping him. If you don't, if this thing flopped afterwards, at that point, we'll part ways as friends. That's it. I don't see, I don't see where the harm would be in doing that, considering it's doing something good for them at this point. It's doing something good for them, I suppose. But I don't think Maverick's making any more money because of this. No, no. I'm saying he would if he gets to keep his job. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I'm sure I, I don't that's better WWE than not working. Honestly, I could see them using this to try to get one of – to get a heel over to be the guy to make it so that Drake Maverick doesn't win the title. And Who's the heel? Who's the heel in that tournament that that's going to get over? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, there's rumors that, and we'll get into more rumors later, that there may be one of the people in the tournament is, the, is behind the abductions on NXT, or the now-failed abductions. Um, they've been trying to abduct El Hijo del Fantasma. But before that, they have abducted people, and there's something going on there. We just don't know what. What I want to do is this. I want to shift gears back to the main roster, because... The best story that they have going right now, I love the hacker story. I love Drake Maverick, but it's a low-level story. It paid off at WrestleMania. It may have been an idea that was just like, hey, let's just have fun with this. But the whole saga with, with the Mandy Rose and the Otis and the Sonya Deville and the Dolph Ziggler, it seemed like such a silly idea. But it might be the best idea they have in wrestling right now. And... I'll be honest, the split with Mandy and Sonya, I thought they were going to go do something different with it. I, I kind of like where they're going with it. So, what, I don't know. Like, you are you as in, I thought that they were going to reveal that Sonya was jealous of Otis because she wanted Mandy. Because, you know, diversity and inclusion and LGBT and stuff. I don't know. I mean, they did it they with, the, with the... 
Liv Morgan they tried is doing that work. at one point, and it, and it didn't work. So why would they go back to that well? Be- because maybe they thought this was the time, since, oh, we did it with Liv, and nobody really batted an eye. And Sony that was Sony's, supposed to be a one-time thing. That wasn't and Sony's been pushing time. for it. She's been pushing to do something with that, but they went the other way with it. And I was like, you know what? I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. So I'm I'm enjoying it at this point. I I like what they've done with this story, and I'm excited to see what they do with Mandy and Sonya. Except for the fact that Dolph Ziggler's still involved. But other than that, I like it. You don't like Nick? Nick. No. I, I mean, I don't blame you. I used to be a big Dolph Ziggler guy in, like, 2012. I won't deny um, that. I'm sure you were. Uh, and speaking of trying to be a big guy, uh, we're all trying to do that with the more time we have in our houses. We've been in, as we said, six and a half weeks, been trapped in the house. And if you got your loved ones in the house, that can only mean one thing. you got to perform for the ladies. But, fellas... Some of us are not as young as we used to be. You know, it's it's getting tough. We can't exercise as much. Like I said, the hair is not looking good. So we need some help sometimes to perform. I mean, some more than others, grab it. Um, but some of us, we need that help. So why disappoint the ladies when there's BlueChew.com? And fellas, Blue Chew is the first FDA-approved chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And if you've ever seen those, you know they work. But the good news about Blue Chew is that it is chewable and it works twice as fast. Okay? The second piece of good news I'm going to give you about Blue Chew, you don't have to go to the pharmacy and have that awkward wait standing six feet apart from the lady who's getting her regular medication, and then she hears, excuse me, is the prescription for boner pills ready? We need his boner pills. No, no. No awkwardness. BlueChew.com will send you a discreet package. All you have to do is get prescribed online, and the package will appear at your front door. So no awkwardness. So get started today by going to BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. And your first shipment is free with the code WPP. Just pay $5 for shipping. I think we may change the code to ESK for Eric Scott Kravitz. But until then, WPP, go to Blue Chew. That's blue like the color blue. Chew.com. And keep those ladies healthy while you're in quarantine with them. You didn't need to give my middle name away. Like, that's a little little too much. All right. Well... If you have a little too much, Bluetooth doesn't. No, okay, um, we're done with that. So let's get back to the show. Like I said, there's some, despite that there's some problems, there's some good stuff going on too. But through it all, there's a pretty large scale rumor. And by the way, I am happy that I, there's no Saudi Arabia show right now. Like, I know that they were going to do one of those shows because usually they have one in May. And if there ever is a silver lining to the coronavirus, it is that the WWE cannot fulfill their contractual obligations with the Saudi Arabians. I'm okay with that. You know what I Nonetheless, Yeah, absolutely. But nonetheless, I want to channel my inner Fleetwood Mac. So let's talk rumors. The big one going around at the moment, and by the way, if you want a big one, BlueChew.com. No, I'm kidding. Um, apparently, and I don't know how much credibility there is to this. It's been in a couple of places. But apparently the WWE is, ne- is negotiating to be sold to ESPN and or Fox. Your thoughts? It is a, a bunch of baloney. Would you say malarkey? I, I, I would go as far to say some malark. It's for perhaps, perhaps poppycock? I would say there are a lot of shenanigans for no reason. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not sure how I feel about this. I don't. I don't know if this is on the up and up, as they say. If it's got the credibility for the kids on the street. I, you know, this stuff comes up all the time, and I know 
but here, like, why would why now when the earnings report just came out and their earnings are just fine? Like, where's the incentive to sell if your earnings are good? I don't know. Um, but again, like WWE, like they produce their own content for themselves. Like they're not like they, Fox and ESPN don't really get much out of it. Yeah, I, I, I guess they would own the rights to the television and all that, but they already do. I, I'm not sure what the – I guess it might just be – because there's always the rumor Vince is eventually going to step away, and apparently he's been acting weird lately. But you got Triple H and Steph. You got Shane. Are you really going to bypass them to sell the company? Do you know how – how low that is when you know you've had your family in the business their entire lives and to be like, yeah, you're not getting the company. I'm selling it. That's like C. Montgomery Burns type stuff, man. That's evil. That's evil. Like, I can't, I can't fathom it. I can't understand why that would be the idea, but that's me. I, I'm honestly not putting any stock into it. That's how little I'm thinking about it, if I'm being completely honest with you. It just doesn't – it just really doesn't register. Like, WWE – like, I could see Vince doing that, but at the same time, how low would they go with a limbo stick – but I, honestly, I, mean, I can't see it happening. It's been a family business for two two generations. They pride themselves on the generational thing. But to make a buck, I could see Vince doing it. And I wouldn't. How about this? I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm leaning towards it's not going to happen. But if it does happen, I wouldn't be surprised. How about that? I that's fine. The only thing that would lend credibility to it is Gerald Briscoe is let go. That's like Vince's right hand man. You know. So you would think that's maybe like a thing that you do before, you know, before, so you just have to deal with the fallout kind of thing. But I don't know. It's just a thing that happened. So I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I will miss. Well, it hasn't happened in years, but you know, you remember the good old days of Patterson Briscoe coming out to Real American and doing all sorts of wacky stuff. No, because I wasn't uh, watching wrestling at that point. I've seen it on the network. But it, I, I it was a good time. Nice. It was a good time. I, I'll be honest. I, you know, I, I want to do this every week. Are there other rumors that we need to talk about? Like that was the big one. But are there any other rumors circulating the interwebs that we need to make our fans aware of? Honestly, not at this point. Curtis Axel was released today. He was rumored to be on the chopping block. Well, that rumor proved to be true, now didn't it? Yes, it did. But other than that, there really aren't too many rumors happening. Like up, up, down, down is, is, is they, like that. That's pretty big right now. Just because uh, there isn't a lot of wrestling content happening, and people still want to see their favorites on a uh, weekly basis and on a daily basis, really. So they play video games on the YouTube's. And people go crazy over it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where you get to their, you know, who they really are, right? And I want to tie a few things into one. I just watched the newest uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, I don't know if you started watching this, but the newest one was on uh, Dr. D, Davy Schultz, and the slap heard around the world. Which is when he slapped John Stossel for trying to expose the business in 1984. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know about the story, I'll give it to you like this. Back in the 80s, kayfabe was alive and well. As much as, you know, nowadays we're exposed to everything, back then, wrestlers and the wrestling business felt it important that you believed that what you were seeing was real. Now, I'm sure a lot of people had an idea that this was scripted entertainment back then, but the wrestlers did their darndest to protect the business. To give you a great example, when Ted DiBiase signed with WWE, they gave him money and they gave him a limo and a plane to flaunt around so people really believed he was rich. 
this is how the length that it used to go. You, if you were a baby face, you didn't travel heels and so forth. So Dr. D. Davy Schultz really stood by that, and when he was asked, is wrestling fake by a reporter, he slapped him in the face. The guy was trying to do an expose, and it resulted in Dr. D's blackballing from the industry because Stossel sued, and it was a whole thing. But for the time, it made sense. The reason I bring that up is, where is the line today between reality and the WWE television show? We got into it before. Mandy is dating Otis on screen. Is there anybody, anybody out there that believes that they're a real couple? Anybody? I do. You poor, poor sap. And what's your point? Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, right? Mandy's had a boyfriend for a while, but when she started dating Dolph Ziggler on screen, they're actually wrestling news sites that reported them as wrestling's new real-life couple. Wow, you guys are dumb. I I think they know what they're doing. I think they're just trying to get clicks. I don't think they do. I think they're stupid. But nonetheless, here's where I draw the line. I'm fine with suspending disbelief to have the Beauty and the Beast storyline, to do that whole thing. And they, you know, I've seen interviews where Mandy says, yeah, my boyfriend's fine with it because he understands this what I do. Perfect. Here's what I don't get. I do not get why in most cases, because this is the exception, because I think her boyfriend is not a wrestler, but whenever someone's significant other is a wrestler, WWE has this, like, I don't know how to describe it, but this need to put them together on screen. And the worst discretion of this that I've seen since they decided to put Rusev and Lana back together because, oh, we can't have Dolph Ziggler with her on screen because people know that they're together off screen, hurty her. Now they're putting Killer Cross, now known as Carrion Cross, and his real-life girlfriend Scarlett Bordeaux on screen. To which I have only one question. Why? You're going to have to explain this to me. Why? Why do they have to be together on screen? To make them happy. Who cares? I, I if, care. If they want to work together and if they think it can work, if they think it can be successful, why not? I'm going to tell you why not. You have a guy who's legitimately, what, 6'4", 6'5", 280? Legit, looks like he could be a main eventer, Right. At the very least, he'll start off as like a bodyguard type, someone who's ruthless, you know, a badass type, a guy you don't need to try very hard about, right? He, he kicks people's asses. He's, he's soulless, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's a killer. On the Indies, he's a killer. So what does WWE do? Oh, he's got a heart. He's got a girlfriend. That's What Stop kind it. of idiotic nonsense is that? Stop this is it. a guy who should, you should believe he's willing to kill people. Not have a stop, girlfriend. Stop, stop being. Is, stop being me. Stop being negative. Listen. I'm being. I'm bad being ass, real. Bad this is stupid. Have girlfriends all the time. I don't need to know about it. I need to think that he's capable of killing people. I need to think stop. that he's a heartless, soulless monster on screen. That's who he should be. Stop. You're embarrassing no. yourself. I am stop not. It. This is idiotic. Idiotic. And especially because Scarlett had a really good character she built for herself as being this like sex pot. And now she's not going to be that because, oh, we have to have them together on screen. It's a must because people know that they're dating. <laughs> you know that that's going to be the case. For, for all you know, this could be a quick thing. They can go their separate ways. This could, be a both, this could be a way to introduce them both on television while keeping them both happy. You don't think that couples would want to work together? If somehow miraculously you ended up in WWE and you had the opportunity, you had the chance, to work with your wife, you wouldn't take that opportunity if somebody gave it to you? Depends who I was. If my character was, say, like, Edge, and I was a loner, like, in 1998, no, I wouldn't take it. It would completely ruin my character. And you're Killer Cross. Your name is Killer. You now have been His name is not name. Killer. It's now Carry On, because apparently he's a Kansas song, Carry On My Wayward Son, and he's got a girlfriend. You know what he is? Just name him what he is. His name is not Carry On. It is Pussy Whipped Cross. That is his name. 
pussy whipped cross. I will call him nothing else until they ditch this idiotic, stupid idea. Well, this is as bad. It's as egregious as putting Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins together when they're both trying to get over as badasses in the business. Oh, that look is, at that. Ha, that ha, is people one, know that they're That dating. is the one pairing that I completely agree with you with. It made no sense to keep them together. That I get. That I can appreciate. I will not and cannot be like, oh, he has a girlfriend. He's a bitch now. Like, that is so dumb. When your Stop character it. is six foot five, two eighty, and you're supposed to be a badass that doesn't care about people, yeah, it's dumb. His whole thing was he's doing this weird video about like how creepy and you know crazy he is, how he he's capable of no emotions. Oh, and then by the way, he's got a girlfriend. What? What? Like, if I on. didn't know you were married, if I didn't know what you looked like, I would think you were the most neck beardiest neck beard right now. <laughs> he has a girlfriend. He can't be a tough guy. He can't kill people. What is he's this? A pussy. That's you. You I'm you are the, the literal the basement dweller that you claim I'm, I'm, I'm to not the word. be. I guarantee you all the people love it because they like to be in on the joke and they already know because all those neck beards already know that they're dating because I have Instagram. Ha <laughs> ha. Good for you. I, I want don't have Instagram. Good character. And honestly, I don't like the guy to begin with. He always thinks that he's better than everyone. Like, he creates these characters where everyone's supposed to be in on it. So how just damn good this guy is. He flopped in TNA, and he's going to flop in the WWE, and I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm done with it. I hope he flops, and I hope Scarlett screws him over, goes on to be the big star that she's destined to be. Because guess what? She is going to be the next big thing in women's wrestling. And I, the reason I'm mad is I think being with him is going to hamper what she should be. She is going to be the next big thing in women's wrestling. You can mark my words when I say that. I absolutely believe she uh, is going not, to be. It's not, it's not too far of a stretch. People have been saying that about her for a little over a year now. Because she I'm has a character. For, for, she has a look. She works really well. Uh, she, she can hit a vertebraker and a, and a Canadian destroyer and do all sorts of cool stuff. But, so so she, that, she, that, she, that itself is not a stretch. And I don't and want Shane to root too bad for to look at, huh? Fail. That's horrible. All right, I'm not really rooting for him to fail. I just don't necessarily believe that this is the right way to go with it. Okay, like That's I don't fine. like it. You cannot like the guy. There are plenty of people I don't like. I'm not rooting for them to fail. No, well, I root for Velveteen Dream to fail now, but that that's that's a different reason. Yeah. Anyway, it's not even about that. What it's about is I just I don't think it's the right direction for the character. And it's WWE, again, trying to pretend like, oh, we get the fans by showing you that we already know that you know that they're dating. They did it with, the, again, with the Rusev going back together with the Lana. They did it with Becky and Seth for absolutely no reason. There are times where it works. I'll give you that, right? Miz and Maurice, that was good. She was in the crowd because she's legitimately seeing her husband. People remember her. And now Miz, whose entire character is built on I'm a big movie star and I get things that other people don't, is showing off that he gets the gorgeous wife. That works. That makes sense for a character like the Miz. It kind of made sense for Mike and Maria-ish. I mean, it was a horrible gimmick, but it, you know they worked together on the indie scene and they were a good duo. They just screwed it up in WWE. But I get why they would want to try to replicate that success. I get that. Just don't name him the last name of his wife. Good God, that was dumb. So there are times where it could work, but then there are times where WWE just thinks that they're in on the joke, and they're not. You know, doing doing something like this just shows their tone deafness. Speaking of tone you deafness... Call, you, you, you calling, you calling uh, Karrion Cross pussy-whipped shows your lack of... I, I don't know, man. Speaking like, that, of that, tone that was, deafness... That well, here here's tone deaf. Jinder Mahal made his return this week. I'm not even sure Jinder Mahal cared. <laughs> I mean That's fair. Okay. He looked less steroidy. Yeah, that was nice. So yeah. we've had a couple of returns over the last couple of weeks and we couldn't do the typical like night after WrestleMania, a bunch of people debut, but we've had those. But they've happened 
in better ways, in my opinion. It's not just, hey, it's week after WrestleMania, here's nine people that you need to digest, and here's well, their new gimmick. Well, they tried doing that with Nia Jax the night after WrestleMania. That didn't but work. But she just came back in a match. Like, it wasn't like yeah. a, a big story or, you know, because they can't pop an audience. There is no audience. So they're just like, here she is. And here's my question. If you were booking... I'm not saying this with Jinder Mahal because I genuinely don't think people care. But Nia Jax, she's a former champion. I know Jinder is too. She's a large, you know, she's a monster, all that. Would you have waited for this whole thing to subside and have crowds back before you brought a person like that back? Or, like, just to get that reaction? Or do you think they no, were Nia just like, Jax eh. doesn't really garner much of a reaction to begin with. Like, they're, they're, they're doing it with Jeff Hardy. They're doing their best to keep him off of television until they get crowds back. I don't know if they're going to be able to make this run as long as they want to. But with people they know that won't elicit the reaction that they want, people like Jinder Mahal and Nia Jax and the Forgotten Sons, because I honestly literally just forgot about them until I said Jinder Mahal, they know they're, those guys aren't going to get the type of reaction that'll – That'll make it worth it. Like they, they, they need they need fresh bodies because they just got rid of a bunch of people. Guys like Jinder, girls like Naya, and whoever the hell is in the Forgotten Sons. Like that's the kind of people that you fill that space with. When you have somebody with the star power of Jeff Hardy, that's not something you want to waste on a lack of a crowd if you can help it. And I'm not sitting here saying, like let's say this quarantine, this lockdown extends to June. Then they're going to have an issue. But things are well, looking let me ask to you. up in that regard. And maybe towards the middle, towards the end of May, then maybe if people feel comfortable enough to be in a crowd, that's when you, re- that's when you uh, have Jeff Hardy make his return. Well, let me ask you, though, because AEW has handled this differently. They debuted Matt Hardy. They debuted Lance Archer. Like, they brought in some big names in this time without crowds. Matt Hardy debuted with nobody in the crowd. So it did they make the really well for Matt Hardy. Let's be real. You couldn't do but a Vanguard went... one sequence with a crowd. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm, I'm saying, do you think, because, yes, that was a, a kind of a cool way to do it. But it would have been even cooler if, Matt Hardy was the surprise guy, and he debuted, you know, and then they debuted Brody Lee off screen, right? And he's now a guy that is there. Would that have worked better with, with the crowd being there? Yeah, but they did it off screen, so they tried to skirt the issue, right? They didn't do it in the ring where he did the, it was me, Austin. Like, they didn't do one of those. He, he did it in a, you know, a pre-taped promo. So, I don't think it would matter. I, like... The, well, the question is, was, was AEW smart to do it then, or should they have tried to wait it out until they could get the live crowd reaction to these kind of things? Well, specifically, like, these are major for Brody Lee, specifically for Brody Lee, no, because you could only hold off the who is it for so long, and they, it sort of ran its course. And for Matt Hardy, I honestly think that was the best way to do it. I, I kind of like that way a lot better than having him be the fifth guy at Blood and Guts. And Lance Archer, eh, you got Jake the Snake Roberts out of it, so that's cool. Would you have done anything differently with Matt Hardy and Lance Archer and Brody Lee? How would you have done it? Well, if I had a crowd, I think no, – No, no, I still right think now. I, no, no, right now. How would you have done it differently? No, I'm saying I get that, and I, I'm saying that maybe you hold off one of those. You know, like Lance Archer maybe. I don't know. Or maybe you hold off Matt Hardy. Like, is it that important that Matt Hardy is part of the programming now? Or, you know, maybe you wait. Because people care about Matt Hardy, you know, to to a much larger extent than maybe some of those other names. Even more so than Brody Lee. So, if you wait it out and the first show back, then you do the debut? Because he wasn't involved in anything. He just was the fifth guy in that thing. You find a reason to debut him at that point, and you, you make the big deal of, hey, we're back in front of a crowd, and we're going to show you something big. I, I don't know how long that would – the problem is we don't know how long that's going to be, and that's why it's tough to do that. 
I, I think my bigger issue is I don't think WWE knows how to – and I think they're holding back a lot of these, not just Jeff Hardy. I think there's going to be other people that they have ideas for. They're just holding back on bringing people in and bringing people up or whatever they're going to do because they can't. They don't want to ruin the surprises. They thrive on a crowd reaction. But it's, it's brought in some interesting things. I mean, they did debut Timothy Thatcher as the new partner of the Broserweights because Pete Dunne can't be. I think he's stuck in England. So now we have another British dude that is the partner of – I don't even know how to describe it because it's the most ridiculous stuff I've seen, and I, and I love it. But nonetheless, I don't think they're going to do the um, – the reveal the attacker on NXT until they have a crowd because I think they feel that the crowd reaction is going to do something for it. Unless, of course, they can't hold on. You know, <laughs> if they tell us it's another two months, then you're walking some dangerous ground. But, but that's that. Is there is there anything else that you feel these companies are holding back on because of the circumstances like what is it that you feel because they're both lacking in viewership right like it's not just the crowds like people aren't watching on television so what is it because we got a few minutes here you know before we wrap up what is it that you think they could do because vince is dealing with this aw's dealing with this what can these companies do to draw in viewers you know in a time where they can't do anything in front of a live crowd. What can they do? Pre-tape. <laughs> I mean, doing things live right now is weird. There, there's not a lot of consistency and continuity to stories. And if they just taped everything a month out, got it all out of the way, and had a consistent people would watch. That's really it. it it's great that uh, Brock isn't champion anymore. It's great that Goldberg isn't champion. That way both shows have their champions. But there's nothing to watch them for. They don't have that right now. So if I was them, I would bulk record everything, get it out, for, get get six weeks six weeks of television done, and that's it. At least there would be some sort of a continuity because it feels like every single week things change, and it's stupid because nobody's gonna watch a show if one week they're going in another one direction, another week they're going in another direction. It, it just feels like the viewers being talked down to and being pulled in too many directions. And I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, and, so and I would do a l- In my opinion, that's what they should do in order to gain some viewership back because there's literally nothing else happening on television right now. This could right. have been the second coming for professional wrestling. People are forced to stay inside. People are forced, if they want any sort of entertainment, to watch television. This could have been the second coming. The AEW could have potentially over overstepped leapfrogged over WWE and I say that with seventy seven thousand grains of salt. But it could have happened. They could have done something. Playing safe right now in terms of the stories that you tell on television is a horrible move. I would have also went more theatric with it. You know, because it's really tough to say, hey, we're gonna pass the time, especially if you're raw and you have three hours. But AEW two you know, SmackDown, NXT, to say we're going to pass the time in this two-hour program and the majority of it is still going to be in-ring action. When people aren't reacting to it, easy to tune it out. Very easy. You're going to tune in. You're going to see basically what looks like a warm-up because there's nobody around to see it. I would have used this time for character development outside the ring, right? Figure out a way to show people who these characters are. You debuted the Forgotten Sons. Cool. Who are they? What are they? Why are they doing vignettes? Professionally filmed vignettes. Make this show feel like a show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gear back to Impact Wrestling, something I really liked. A few years back, they did something with Rosemary when she was first breaking away from decay and she did a, a thing with bram and she was showing them her, showing him her childhood she took him back to this house in the tree 
and they produced it to where you saw like flashback sequences about what she what's going on in her head, you know, what made her so messed up. It was really good TV. And you were more invested in Rosemary because you're like, I, I get it now. I get who she is. Why are they doing this for more performers? I would have maybe a couple of matches a week, maybe, you know, build up to a couple of matches, but do a lot more promos and do a lot more vignettes, a lot more take people outside of the wrestling world. Let's find out who these people really are, because let's be honest, if I asked you to define who a lot of characters are, who are they? Where would you have these things filmed? Wherever they want. I, I mean... You know, use your imagination. Figure it out. It's difficult to to do that in under a quarantine if you don't have, you know, opinions and suggestions. No, you can because the wrestler and the company should know, like, what are we trying to get out of this character? Who are you? Like, what is your character, right? The Forgotten Sons. Take them to an open field. Have them talk about the bitterness that they have coming home from war and not being appreciated. Have them, you know, and produce it. Like, come up with footage, anything. I'm sure you could figure out a way to make that interesting. And I am a very amateur filmmaker. And by that, I mean I am not a filmmaker. And I'm just coming up with ideas. I'm sure people who are film people could do this. Like, figure out a way to make it cool, make it interesting. That's all you got to do. And you do have spaces. You have the space that they're going to, right? The performance center. You have all that space you can turn into a studio of sorts to film your stuff. You can go to open air where people aren't, like an open field. You can do stuff like that, right? You can go to people's homes. A lot of these wrestlers have homes. You can go there. Utilize that space, right? There's tons of ways you can go about doing this that would work that would be interesting. It would be a lot more interesting than throwing 10 matches out there that take up two hours and doing a couple of backstage promos with Zelina Vega, who I like. But take these guys outside of where they are. Like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head about some of these people. And I know nothing about them. In, in all the companies. It's not just a WWE thing. Who's Kenny Omega? What, what do we know about Kenny Omega? What do we know about... I mean, I know we're getting the bubbly bunch, but what do we know about some of those guys? What do we know about John Moxley? Nothing. Like, do more of that. Let's find out who these people are or who you want us to know who they are, right? I'm not saying, like, John Moxley should show Renee Young on screen because, ha, 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 he's married. I'm saying, like, who do you want John Moxley to be? Who's that character? And let's do some videos produced because both companies have shown that they're very capable of doing high-end production work and show us who they are. That's what I want. And that, I think, would draw ratings because people like that. People have proven that they like that. But that's my suggestion. If you got yours, get at us on, on the social medias, on Facebook, uh, Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show, on Twitter, at M-O-T-S-S Radio. Instagram is the same. And Kravit, I will pass the mic to you to let us know what else you got going on and what else we should look for. You can look for me on Keeping Connected. It's a podcast where we talk to people just like you about how they're dealing with this pandemic. Episode 3 drops tomorrow. Be stoked for that. Billy and the Crab is on a quarantine hiatus because sports are on a quarantine hiatus. But once things pick back up, you know Billy and the Crab will be there to give you all of the fantasy sports input that you will literally ever need, ever. And you can also find me here on Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show. And you can find Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show literally everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, you name it. I make sure we get there for your auditory pleasure. So give us a like, a rating, you know, typical shill social media stuff. So you're saying that the Billy and the Crab haven't commented on the NFL draft? I'm I'm stoked for when that comes back. I want to know. I want to know how those draft picks impact my team. 
we already know how we feel because we talk because you you and you and I have spoken about it in a, in a bigger forum. But I, I I think listeners want to know, so we'll get to that when we get there. We've come to the end of our long and winding road, and in the words of the dead, what a long, strange trip it has been. You can also catch me. I mentioned our social medias. You can also catch me on Facebook, Cordova's Travels Through History. I ain't traveling anywhere, but I'll tell you about where you should travel when you're able to do so again. We'll talk about history. We'll talk about the world around us. And when you come back here, we'll talk about stuff that doesn't really exist, because this is wrestling, and despite Dark Side of the Rings attempt, it's just scripted entertainment, baby. So, with that said, and with it all said and done, we bid you adieu, and we'll see you next time.